Good morning, friends. Uh, it's lovely to see you all here, and a warm welcome if you're joining us via Zoom to our morning worship. Our call to worship is taken from Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, the beginning of the Gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John came, baptizing in the desert region and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. We stand, if we're able, and sing together. Come on and celebrate. Thank you, Father God, for this season of Advent, a season of preparing for your coming. Uh, you're coming the first time round, and you're coming the second time. It's a reminder to us to live in readiness. And we confess, Lord, that we aren't always like that. We sometimes get caught up with the cares of the day, and we don't have an eye to what you may be doing and to what you may be saying to us in the midst of our circumstances. We are thankful for this season. It reminds us that you will indeed come again. You will return 
to the earth and you will judge everything with righteousness. And we know we need not be afraid of that judgment because of your dying and rising from the dead. We thank you, Father, for that day when we realise the truth of all that you had done for us. When we realised that sin was not the deciding factor in our lives. When we realised that we were not stuck in a groove that would become a furrow, that would become a trench, that would become a grave, that would bury us. You, in your dying and rising again, have lifted us out of that. You've set our feet on a high place. You've set our feet on the solid rock, uh, which is you yourself, the rock of our salvation. We're thankful that nothing, nothing can ever separate us from your love. We confess, Lord, that we, we sometimes fall back into old ways, Old ways of thinking, old ways of speaking, old ways of acting. And they're not right, and they're not helpful, and they're not good for us. And we're sorry about those things. And with your help, we won't be like that again. So we come freely confessing what may have gone wrong in the past few days, and seeking your forgiveness. We thank you that your word reminds us that you are faithful and just. And if we come in this way, you will indeed forgive us all of our unrighteousness. So restore us, renew us, refresh us, we pray. Pick us up, dust us off, and set us on the road once again with you. Help us to be all that we could be, all that we should be under your hand. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Douglas. Right at the back, yeah. I'm going to have to come over to you. That was a Christmas tree. A Christmas tree? Well, that was here last week. There's something other than the Christmas tree here today. It's a bit difficult to see. It's, it's a bit unfair in this bright sunlight. What a glorious day it is today as well. Um, so it's difficult to see. The Advent star is the light on the side of the youth hall, and it's Advent. So, there we are. There it is at night, at dusk, 
And um, it's a great time, isn't it? Looking forward to the coming of Jesus. A time we can celebrate, just like the song we just sang. And then we have the star uh, amongst other stars. And do you remember the, the story of the wise men following the star? Well, uh, a lot of people have said that Christmas is getting very commercialized. It's been going on for a long time. And I wonder how many people are looking forward to um, perhaps opening an advent calendar and having chocolates. Anybody here? Oh, I am. Yeah. It's something to look forward to, isn't it? However, there are other types of um, advent calendar. There's mineral rocks and uh, even perfume. What there is to do with what that is to do with Jesus, I have no idea at all. But um, anyway, we can celebrate in our own way, can't we? And we can rejoice in the coming of Jesus. Anyway, during the next next weekend, there's a party. A, 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 a team of us will be presenting. Christmas cracked to the various schools around here in this building. It'll be a wonderful occasion. It'll be fast-moving, exciting, and we'll be sharing the, the, the story of Jesus and his coming and Christmas, and that's just wonderful to, to see. And here we have um, a picture from a few years ago of children getting excited, and just ask your prayers that this will be effective in spreading the good news of Jesus to the schools. And then later on, we'll be um, feeding them and giving mince pies and drinks. So it's going to be a good occasion. So we look forward to that as well. So for now, um, we're going to light the Advent candle. And I'm going to call on Gary and Ruth and Hayden if they can help us to light the first Advent candle. Let us pray. As winter days dim and bow to early darkness, you, God of lights, set watch in the night sky and beckon the wise to follow the star. When hope hangs low in a human heart, you, loving creator, kindle compassion, breathing life into the early embers of change and empathy. We light a candle for hope, sending prayers high into the inky heavens and dreams deep into the human soul. As Advent dawns, God of all hope, shine your light on the story of the saints who journeyed before us. May the seeds they planted in the world, peace, joy, love, take hold in our hearts and stretch towards the light. We light, light a, a candle for hope. May, May it light the way ahead. Amen. Thank you very much. Let's hear from God's word. The reading this morning comes from Philippians uh, chapter 4, beginning at verse 2. 
I plead with Uadir and I plead with Sintich to agree with each other in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, loyal yoke folk, help these women who have been contending by my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and by petition, with thanksgiving present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. Thank you. So let's stand, uh, if we're able, and sing together once again. Lord, I lift your name on high. God, once again, we come to give you thanks in this most practical of ways. Please take all that we have and all that we are 
and use even us to further your kingdom. Amen. Now, if you're involved with Junior Church, it's time for you to take your leave. The Lord be with you. Amen. Let us pray, friends. Father God, once again we come to offer you uh, prayers of intercession. We're, we're thankful that we can come and do this because sometimes we look at the world and the needs that we see there are so overwhelming. We just don't know what might be done. We're glad that we're not responsible for many of these things. Um, but that doesn't excuse us from not taking an interest and not speaking to you about them. We're very aware that COVID is still around, that a new variant has arrived, and as a result of that, we're having to be careful once again about wearing masks, about who we mix with, about where we go, and, and all the rest of it. We do get tired with this, Lord. We thought we were coming towards the end of it. We thought we were moving out of these difficult days, and yet they are still here. We pray, Father, that you will help us to persist as we run the race against this particular difficulty. Help us not to lose sight of what we're about uh, and to do all that we can to make sure that we keep ourselves and one another safe. And we know what those things are, and we know they're not hard. Because they're not hard, Lord, help us not to forget. So to wash hands, to sanitize, to keep our distance a little, to wear masks to be careful of one another and for one another. We were very aware over the weekend, Father, over the last two days of the storm, Storm Arwen, which swept across our country. Thankful that not more people died, although there were one or two. And we're, we're very aware that that death, those deaths, are significant to the families who have been affected and we pray for them uh, and ask that your Holy Spirit uh, would be amongst these folk doing his work of comforting in these days. We're thankful, Father, that we can meet and that this building is open and that people are using it. The community larder, uh, we're very thankful that that happens here, uh, that there are plans afoot to develop that work. Lord God, if we can help with that in any way, just prompt us, maybe just to come and see what happens in the first instance, and to be around that little community that is growing around Tuesday lunch times. Thank you for the plans that are afoot to start to offer some sort of gentle, low-key worship. 
as a means of trying to introduce you to these folk. Pray for Steve Hallett and for uh, any other uh, folk that may gather around him to form a team to take that work forward. And if you want us to be part of that, Lord, just prompt us. Uh, we are listening. We've already heard about Christmas Cracked and the fact that that will be happening in the next week or two. We pray, Father, for all the schools that will be coming, for the members of staff and the helpers, for all the children. Thank you for this opportunity once again to introduce the gospel to people that um, maybe wouldn't come to church normally. But for a time, they're here and they hear the message. We pray that everything will go well, uh, that all those schools that have said they will come will actually come. For the team uh, here from across the two churches, thank you for those that have offered uh, for the gift and skill and talent. Uh, for all of the administration that, that must go on, thank you, Father, for putting the right people in the right place to see that that will happen. We're aware that our uh, association team leader, Jeff Colmer, is going to retire next year. Um, the association are already uh, moving to recruit his replacement. Thank you for the notice that's going out. Uh, and we pray that uh, all those who are eligible uh, would be thinking about whether or not this might be a job for them, wherever they are in the country right now. Uh, ministers up and down this land as they see that recruitment advert may you just be prompting the person you want to step up and step forward we're also aware Lord that you know, there's work going on all around the world we partner with that through BMS and we're thankful for our partnership with them. They're asking us to think particularly and pray particularly for those who are engaging with uh, gender justice, gender issues. We are aware from time to time that it's not easy for women in many parts of the world to realise their full potential, to be accounted worthy uh, of leadership and, and to be accounted worthy of respect, never mind anything else. So we pray for our sisters in Christ, wherever they may be found today, and ask that they might be aware that you hold them in the palm of your hand, that you love them and care for them just as much as you do for anyone else. In your earthly life, Lord, it seems there was always a special place for those that were outside. And many women, we notice, were given special places of honour by you. Help us to be like you in this respect. We think about our friends, those known to us in this fellowship, and 
just on the fringes of this fellowship. We pray for all those whom we know to be sick in body, mind or spirit. We pray your healing hand will rest upon them and that they will be restored to full health and strength. And we pray for all those who are bereaved and ask for a particular touch of your hand for them as they come to terms with their loss. As we picture them in our mind's eye, Father God, we ask you to draw near to them, to hold them, to bless them. We gather up all of our prayers as we say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. We'll sing together once again. Uh, thank you for saving me. If you're able, please stand.
sit down friends so our final uh, piece in the uh, spiritual disciplines uh, the discipline of celebration Uh, you might think that's an odd thing to say uh, to say that uh, celebrating is a discipline Uh, but it's there in the book that I've been using uh, as my guide throughout all of this Uh, And Foster, who's written it, the American Quaker, uh, is quite clear that celebrating together, celebrating the goodness of God, uh, is certainly something that should be engaged in, and it should be engaged in regularly. Uh, Rejoice in the Lord always, says Paul in verse 4 of our reading. I'll say it again, rejoice. Um, Good. Well, of course, there are days when we want to rejoice, aren't there? Uh, there are days when we absolutely feel that we must rejoice because life is great and everything is going along so nicely for us. Everything is happening so beautifully in our lives. Uh, Everything fits together, it's all meshed together uh, and we can see blessing. Uh, We can see it in the present and we can see it potentially in the future. So of course we will want to celebrate that. But life isn't always like that, is it? There are times uh, when life is not good. There are times when life is difficult. Times of darkness, shade, uh, come to every life. Um, What then? Well, this is not whistling in the dark. uh, And actually, it's not dependent upon circumstance. Paul the Apostle is only able to say what he has said uh, because of his relationship with Jesus Christ. And you'll remember that Paul was not one of the original band of disciples that followed Jesus around. You'll remember that Paul was a Pharisee. Before he was called Paul, he was called Saul. uh, And he was a very good Pharisee. He knew the law back to front. He lived his life in accordance with what the law said and taught. Uh, He was a well-respected, well-trusted member of the Pharisaic community. So much so that when this upstart sect called the Way started to gain traction, he was sent uh, to persecute those followers of the Way, wasn't he? 
because everyone knew that he would be the one that would bring those uh, you know, heretics back into line. He would be the one that would put them right. He would be the one that would show them the error of their ways. And of course, as he was on his way to persecute members of the way, he met the risen Jesus. Uh, fell down on the ground, was blinded, could not see, but could hear the voice of the Lord saying, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus. And his whole life changes from that moment. Uh, So this notion of rejoicing It can't be rooted in circumstance. Uh, It must be rooted in the relationship with Jesus. Um, When Paul is writing this, he's in prison. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. He's in prison. The church is either persecuted or facing imminent persecution at this stage. So this notion of rejoicing only when things are good and right and helpful and happy, well, that can't be the case. It is very definitely rooted in relationship with the living Jesus. Knowing that our sins are forgiven, knowing that the penalty for sin, death, is annulled, Uh, Knowing that not only are we free from the power of sin, but we are free from the penalty of sin. Yes, we will die one day, but we will rise again, because Jesus has. We've been given new life in Christ. These are the reasons, friends, for rejoicing, and rejoicing in the Lord always. This is why we should celebrate regularly. The fact that we are uh, saved. The very fact that we are saved. Paul goes on to say, Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Um, So he's really talking about being a witness wherever you find yourself. We've talked about that a lot. I talk about that all the time, don't I? Um, You know, the the two handrails. uh, Love God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength. Love your neighbour as yourself. Um, That's how you are an effective witness. This Greek word, epikaia, for gentleness, is a hard word to translate. It's got the sense of strict justice and mercy belonging together. Um, I suppose the best example of that from the Gospels would be Jesus and the woman who's caught in adultery. Um, The Pharisees bring that poor woman to him, not because they're concerned for justice, but because they want to test Jesus and see if he will behave in what they regard as a righteous manner. Uh, And what does Jesus do? He doesn't do anything, does he, to start with, really, apart from stoop down and move his finger about in the dust, play in the dirt. Uh, And he just says to them, well, you're quite right. The penalty that you've uh, said 
should be meted out to this poor woman is the correct penalty. Now, if you are without sin, you may carry out the sentence. And of course, they all know that they are not without sin. In fact, Jesus is the only one present who is qualified to carry out the sentence. And he chooses not to. And of course, they all disappear, don't they? These men, they all go. And there she is. Does no one accuse you? No one, sir. Neither do I. Now go and sin no more. We don't know what happens after that, do we? We know she goes. She's alive, which is great. We don't know what happens after that. But I think that's really interesting that, you know, Jesus, the only one that could carry out that sentence uh, in, in all righteousness and justice, does not do it. Isn't that interesting? When you think about your own shortcomings, your own sin, your own whatever it is that gets in the way of the relationship. When you listen to the voice of the enemy saying you'll never be any good and you believe it, and there is Jesus saying, I don't accuse you. I do not accuse you. Come. Now, which voice will we listen to? If we listen to the voice of Jesus, then we will be able to rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Gentleness. Power under control is probably as near as I can get to the flavour of this. Um, just, you know, knowing that we're powerful, knowing that, you know, everything has been given to us in Christ, knowing that the power of the Spirit is at work in us, that, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that's at work in us right now, today, this moment. I mean, you could do anything, couldn't you? But to be gentle, to have that power under control, to only do what will bring light and life. Not to use that power for destruction. That's as near as I can get, I think. Uh, and then this business of praying, uh, verses 5 to 7. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And again, it's easy to say this, isn't it? The Lord is near. Do not be anxious. Easy to say this. Um, but sometimes difficult to do. William Barclay talks about the peace of believing prayer. Um, some principles maybe for us. Take everything to God in prayer. Nothing is too large or too small. Um, pray for others and pray for yourself. Ask for forgiveness for the past. Strength for the present. 
guidance and hope for the future. Thanksgiving should be a a big element in our praying uh, because, well, God has given so much, hasn't he, to us. Uh, We often, when we we meet for prayer on a Monday morning uh, in the lounge, uh, someone will say, well, let's just spend a moment giving thanks to God. And I have a huge long list. I don't always say it, but it's very... um, You would think, gosh, that's just ordinary. I woke up this morning. I got out of bed unaided. I can wash myself. I can dress myself. There are people that love me. There are people for me to love. Uh, There's a house for me to live in. There's food on the table. There's work. There's... You know, shape to my. Dad. There's so many things. These are ordinary, aren't they? But they're all gifts from God. And I know people that can't get out of bed in the morning without help. I know people that need help to get dressed and washed. God is good all the time. And again, you know, there are our circumstances sometimes say to us, how can you believe that? But if we know the Lord, if we know Jesus, then there is much that is good, much that is good in our lives, and it should be celebrated, and we should be thankful. So gratitude and thanksgiving should be a big element in all of our praying. Uh, gratitude, perfect submission to God's will as we pray. That's really what we're trying to do. We're trying to line up our desire with God's desire whenever we come to pray. Uh, And the result uh, is there for us in verse 7. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And this notion of guarding uh, through rise eye. This is someone who stands guard. It's like a sentry, uh, a man on guard, a soldier on guard. An alert sentry only allows in those who have the right to enter. Everyone else is kept out. That's what the peace of God will do for you. If you come to God... Uh, with everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, presenting your requests to God. God's peace will guard your heart and your mind. Wonderful. And again, there are, there are just one or two other things in verses 8 and 9, just to give us a bit of a steer about having this celebratory frame of mind. Um, and Friends, let this word examine you as I have to let it examine me. So whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And again, I have to confess, friends, that I'm not always like that. 
sometimes my eye is taken with things that are not lovely uh, and not admirable and not pure and not right and not noble. And sometimes my ear is taken with words that take me away from all of that as well. So what do we do? We acknowledge the reality. We stop. We come back. Seek God's forgiveness. And start again with it. But look for these things in the world. Look for these things in your own life. Look for these things in your own sphere of influence. Celebrate them. Celebrate them whenever you see them. Wherever you find them. Celebrate them. Thank God. And if we do these things, if we manage to get hold of this, if we manage to go forward in this way, the God of peace will be with us. That's a good thing. Amen. It is the first Sunday in Advent, and we're going to sing an Advent hymn. O come, O come, Emmanuel.
go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness and protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.